I'm your host, Reese, and I'm joined by no one. Um, my normal co-host, Dylan, is currently studying for an exam tomorrow, uh, so I'm just hopping on by myself to bring you a weekly recap. Um, I won't be doing every segment, but there's so much news and there's so much stuff that happened this week. I did still want to hop on and do an episode, even if Dylan can't join me. Um, but let's just jump straight into it with our news roundup. So... There's been a lot of injuries this week, and it's been quite unfortunate in terms of how serious some of them are. So I've ordered these in most serious to least serious. Uh, And the most serious injury that happened this week uh, was LaMarcus Aldridge actually retired because of an irregular heartbeat. Um, So he has suffered from irregular heartbeats or arrhythmia, I think it's called, um, for many years now, actually. I think he was diagnosed very early on in his career, but obviously he was able to play through it. He was quite young. He was obviously very healthy. Not that he's old or unhealthy now. He's obviously still very, very, very fit, but he suffered from an irregular heartbeat, had a bit of a scare um, in a recent Lakers game, in a recent game against the Lakers, um, and decided to just step away from basketball, take care of himself, take care of his family. I don't know exactly what um, an irregular heartbeat does, but I'd imagine... Uh, as far as I know, it does boost your chance for a heart attack. Um, and I'm going to imagine very strenuous exercise probably doesn't help that um, too much. I'm sure he's got a very, very healthy heart, obviously. But yeah, a bit too much. Yeah, just too much action might be a bit much uh, for a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge getting down to the end of his career. It is a shame, you know, I really did want to see him get a ring. Um, he seemed like a guy that, like, kind of deserved a ring, just because he was an interesting case um, for most of his career, in that he never really got those kind of other stars with him, which is a real shame, um, in that, like, earlier in his career, I think he was playing with, like, Brandon Roy, but there was injury problems there, and then later on in his uh, Blazers tenure, yeah, Damian Lillard was there, but it was so early in Damian Lillard's career. I mean... It, it might be his fault for having not stuck around with the Blazers. They could have been really, really special had Dame continued to develop into what he is, into a legitimate uh, MVP candidate. Um, and Lamar Stoddridge obviously still playing very solidly um, later into his career. Um, but yeah, he he just didn't get that opportunity in Portland. And then obviously he went to San Antonio, where when he signed with them, I was convinced that they would win a title. Like, straight up, I was just like, there's no way they don't win this title right now. Um, they obviously didn't because Kawhi got injured um, when Zaza Pachulia stepped under him in the, I think, Western Conference Finals of that year. And the rest is kind of history. The Spurs went downhill. Kawhi obviously got his trade to the Raptors and Lamarck Aldridge was stuck with a bit of a life of mediocrity until being brought out by the Spurs earlier this season, going to the Nets, ring-chasing in, the, in its most blatant form which I don't mind. I'm fine with him having ring chase, but then, yeah, obviously this, um, it's not so much an injury. This medical condition uh, prevents him from continuing his career. If the Nets do win a title this year, I believe he probably will get a ring. Um, It just is a real shame for a guy to have to retire in what looks like might be his only chance in his career to go to the finals and get a ring. Um, But yeah, yeah, whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, I think is a really big question a lot of people have been asking. To me, 
Uh, I did. I actually did a bit of a study on this. I don't. I the episode's up some places, but it isn't up everywhere. But the first episode of Stat Stuff is called NBA PSA: How to Make the Hall of Fame, like a public service announcement. Um, where I went through kind of like what the general criteria is to make the Hall of Fame. It wasn't a very comprehensive study, but it was something. the The mark is usually about seven All Star teams, two All NBA teams, and just a couple other things, um, like whether it be six men of the year titles, scoring titles, like all defensive teams even, but all NBA teams can also count towards that. So seven All-Stars, five All-NBA teams, which is, I believe, what LaMarcus Aldridge ended up with, should be enough to get him into the Hall of Fame. Um, so yeah, he is very likely a Hall of Famer. You know, he's... It, it's weird because he's such an under-the-radar all-time great. If it's It's weird to call him an all-time great, but... The numbers say he kind of is, um, at least to some extent. You know, he's he's top 50 or top 100 in a lot of different things. I'm pretty sure he's top 50 all-time in scoring, which is very, very high. Just shy of 20,000 points. Like, had he played another two weeks, uh, he probably would have hit 20,000 points. Obviously, I don't think that, you know, no one's going to hold that against him, really. It's like, he retired for his health. He retired, he retired so, you know, he could be there for his family, which, uh, respect to him, obviously, but yeah, he is probably Hall of Famer, he, but he's a very, very borderline guy, he's like, he'll just get in, when, in my opinion, when he gets in, but to some, if he gets in, alright, uh, next piece of news here, <sighs> Jamal Murray, with a torn ACL, if anyone knows me, they know I'm a Nuggets fan, and this hurts, <laughs> this hurt a lot, um, Seeing the injury happen, I saw it happen. Um, I was watching the game, and it, oh, I was like, oh, it's nothing, right? He just hyperextended his knee or something. And then, you know, I talked to some of my friends. I talked to Dylan. I talked to uh, one of my housemates who has like an okay knowledge of medical stuff, even though he's not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. And they were both like, yeah, it's probably like a torn ACL or torn MCL. I was praying it wasn't, but yeah, found out later that night, at least, you know, for us in Australia, found out later that night that it was. Uh, and he's out for the season and probably for a good chunk of next season. Um, and what really hurts about this injury, for the Nuggets especially, is te- people and teams kind of kid themselves in terms of how long their title window actually is. I think a good example of that is the Rockets. Like, the Rockets were James Harden. People will say their title window was like seven years. I would say their title window ultimately was probably about three years. They had only a couple of years, but they were legitimate contenders. And obviously, a big part of that is the Warriors. But um, yeah, they weren't really title contenders for very long. And the Nuggets, they I think they had an open window after the Aaron Gordon trade. And I now think that window is shut, um, at least for this season. And what sucks, especially, is if Jamal Murray doesn't come back fully healthy at some point next season and he isn't ready for the playoffs, that window is still shut and it will remain shut for good. Um, at least this iteration of the Nuggets. Um, you know, obviously, Yoke will still be around. Jamal Murray will still be around. Michael Poole Jr. will still be around. But Aaron Gordon very likely won't be because at the end of next year, the Nuggets need to pay both Michael Poole Jr. and Aaron Gordon and they can't afford to keep both. Um, it's that simple. Michael Boyd Jr., if he keeps playing as he has recently in that big, like, a 22-10 and 10 guy, 
probably warrant a max contract, and the Nuggets can't afford to have three max contracts in Jokic Murray, uh, Mike Wood Jr., and also keep Aaron Gordon. Um, they would just kind of have to fill out their roster with less expensive guys, and I doubt Aaron Gordon would take a very, very, very significant pay cut, um, which is what would have to happen. Like, obviously, guys like Paul Millsap and Will Barton will likely come off the books, and I honestly doubt they would come back. Um, I could maybe see Millsap back. I don't see the Nuggets re-signing Barton at this rate, um, just in terms of they won't really be able to afford him, and what he brings to the team can kind of be replaced by PJ Dozier. Uh, we're getting deep into Nuggets bench here a bit, uh, so I won't dig that deep on this, but yeah, their title window for this year is, I'd say, closed, and their title window for next year is, it's up in the air, and if that's closed, it's scary, because then they have to make another big move, and somehow, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Michael Bojuda turns into an MVP caliber guy, maybe Jamal Murray turns into an MVP caliber guy, neither of those two things seem likely to me. Either that, or they have to move one of those two guys, probably, if they want to be legitimate contenders. Or maybe that big three is just enough. But yeah, for now, that the title window for this year, I would say, is closed. I don't see the Nuggets as really even a Western Conference Finals team. I'm, like, I'm very doubtful that they could beat like the Suns or the Jazz um, without Jamal Murray. So yeah, uh, very, very painful news. Um Hopefully he comes back better. Obviously, you know, the ACL, a torn ACL doesn't kill a guy's career uh, quite like it used to. But Zach Levine, like, I mean, Zach Levine was able to come back. But, you know, we've seen a lot of examples where guys just aren't quite the same. Jamal Murray doesn't rely a whole lot on explosiveness, but he does. He gets banged up a lot. And if he isn't, like, if he has a nagging injury, that's going to really derail him because of just how badly he gets banged up. Uh, But that's just the way he plays. Um, all right, next bit of news, speaking of Zach Levine, uh, Zach Levine entered the health and safety protocols, the league health and safety protocols, and will be out for two weeks, uh, less now that, uh, as of when this episode is coming out, uh, less than that now, but that's very unfortunate for a Bulls team that was kind of, you know, they're, they're in a pretty tight playoff race as it's near, like, they're, it's a race for the 10th seed, obviously, but, um, they are cur- they, they're currently the 10th seed, but they're tied with the Wizards in 11th. They're only half a game in front of the Raptors in 12th. And without Zach Levine, they're not exactly a great team. They're not a great team with Zach Levine, mind you. They're just kind of average, but they're obviously a lot better with Zach Levine as their best player than... And with Vooch as their second player than with Vooch as their best player. And I want to say Daniel Tice. Uh, no, definitely not Daniel Tice, but Daniel Tice has been very, very important for them um, since the trade deadline. Like, since they acquired him at the deadline. But yeah, it's it's bad for a Bulls team that is in a very tight playoff race. If they could stay afloat, great. That's actually a really, really good sign that they could stay afloat without Zach Levine, which would indicate that hopefully when Zach Levine comes back, they could, you know, make more of a push. They're probably not really in contention for the ninth seed. They're three and a half games back of the paces as it stands. But yeah, if they could hold on to that 10th seed and just like fend off the Wizards, Raptors, and maybe the Cavs, uh, if you consider them part of this race, good. Uh, but yeah, without Zach Levine, that's going to be really, really tough. All right, uh, next injury here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, sprained ankle, both x-ray and MRI 
came back negative. So there's no structural damage, there's no bone damage. He just seems to have a very bad sprained ankle and will be out for a number of games. Not, I, I think that's indefinite, but I'd imagine it's not too long. It'll be, you, you could probably count the number of games he'll be out on your fingers. If you can't, then there's something more wrong than you'd imagine. But yeah, he's probably not going to be out too long. And the Jazz are kind of just fine. Like, they are... I mean, they're only a game and a half in front of the Suns, but, like, kind of their worst-case scenario now is they're the second seed. Like, they're three and a half games in front of the Clippers. I'd imagine they keep that. Um, But, like, yeah, no. I'd say their absolute worst-case scenario is the third seed. They're five and a half games in front of the Nuggets, and the Nuggets aren't overtaking the Jazz um, with this amount of time left of the season. Especially because... Donovan Mitchell is not the Jazz's most important player. That's Rudy Gobert. Um, obviously, not discounting what Donovan, Donovan Mitchell does for them, but Rudy Gobert is more important um, in terms of just keeping their defense running. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell runs their offense, but Rudy Gobert keeps that team together. And he does a little bit, a little bit offensively. Um, but yeah, they should be fine. You know, let Jordan Clarkson chuck a bit, let Mike Conley chuck a bit, and you'll be all right, I'd say. Um... Yeah. Uh, last bit of injury news here. There might have been some other small injuries, but I think this should be... Um, like, this is one small injury that I wanted to mention just because I saw it happen, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Uh, one, one just kind of Anderson hit his head falling over the scorer's table on a bit of a hustle play. Um, he tweeted out later on that he's fine, so I'd imagine nothing wrong, really. But yeah, no, I saw on the broadcast he was, like, covering his head with towels. I'd imagine that, and, like, all the Warriors guys were standing around there with towels, I'd imagine he was bleeding, um, so, and they didn't want to show that on TV, and show that to the fans, which is why he was, you know, had, he had towels covering his head, uh, scary, it doesn't seem like he's had any kind of concussion problems, but yeah, it, the fact that they lost that game kind of hurts, wait, yes, they lost that game, sorry, give me a second, uh, hmm, Did they lose that game? <laughs> why Why don't I know this? Why don't I know this? Okay, I'm like 95% sure they lost this game. I, for some reason, I just cannot find um, the result. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there. Yes, they lost that game. 119-114. Got it. Um, yeah. So the fact that they lost that game is kind of bad, but look, it was an important play late in the game. I would say don't go for that usually, but, you know, in an important play when the Warriors really do need to play well here to kind of keep their seeding and, you know, maybe even push into the playoffs itself and, you know, maybe go for the 8th or 7th seed rather than the ninth seed, um, you know, give them a better shot in the play, though I would take them over the other three. I Actually, i take them over any team uh, below Probably, probably the Lakers. I'd take the Warriors over the Blazers, Mavs, Grizzlies, Spurs, Pelts, Kings, Thunder, Wolves, and Rockets in a one-game series. Uh, just because Steph has been incredible recently. But yeah, uh, just got it's a very, very strong hustle play. He's kind of like a hidden gem for the Warriors recently. I don't know how hidden he is because I know about him <laughs> like decently well. But yeah, he's he hit his head. Went to bed, and I think he'll be fine in the morning. Um, God, that was dumb. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, 
other bits of news here, we have some records being broken. So Stephen Curry became the Warriors' all-time leading scorer. Once again, talking about Steph, um, bound to happen, I would say. Obviously, he overtook Wilt Chamberlain, which is cool because like we're seeing some Wilt records being broken from time to time. But yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot more to say. It was just kind of like this is something that was gonna happen, kind of no matter what. But yeah. Uh, he's not going to cash Wilt Chamberlain in most consecutive 30-point games. I think he has, like, 11 now. I think Wilt Chamberlain's record is, like, 60-something. So Steph probably won't get that. But he's having, like, a quietly really, really good season. We did a study the other day, and my mind just completely blanked on including Steph. I mean, he wasn't listed on basketball reference in their MVP tracker, but he probably should be at this point. You know, he's averaging 31 points. Uh, 5.6 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.2 steals uh, per game, shooting 49, 43, 92. Th- those are comparable numbers with his uh, unanimous MVP season. Maybe not, you know, the shooting splits aren't the same, but they're not, like, heaps worse. And, you know, his numbers are definitely better than his first MVP season. How did he win MVP early averaging 24? That That seems really low to me now. But, yeah. Um, bound to happen, bound to happen is all I can say, and uh, I won't dwell on this piece of news too much because we kind of talked about it last week, uh, Damian Lillard, 11th in all-time three-pointers made, we talked about how he was like two behind, who did he overtake, no, he didn't overtake Joe Johnson, I think Joe Johnson's next, uh, okay, it doesn't matter, I won't dwell on this, it, again, bound to happen, it was just news that was gonna happen, now, once again, speaking of Dame, Next piece of news here. Um, he's got a he got a Tiso. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. Tiso, Tiso, Tiso. I think it's Tiso, the watch company ambassadorship. About time. <laughs> uh, this is. I mean, it's not really news. I just think it's like, how did this not happen before Dame time? You know, watch company, it's like match made in heaven. I wonder if he'll get his own signature watch. That would be sick. Oh, it'd be so expensive, though. Like, I wonder if... Yeah, people collecting shoes. Like, shoes are expensive to collect. A watch? Hmm. Don't think I'd be able to afford that one. <laughs> Not like I can afford <laughs> Dame shoes as it is. But, yeah. Overdue. Very, very, very overdue. Uh, next up is... Uh, Dwayne Wade purchases a minor stake in... The Jazz. I do wish Dylan was here for this one because he could maybe talk about this a bit more. D Wade being his favorite player. Uh, cool is my opinion. Just it's nice to see you know players get a bit more involved in the league in terms of like things like ownership. So players rarely go into front office roles. Like they'll usually go into either coaching roles or just kind of not have any like coaching or media roles or just kind of have like no relation with the league. So, yeah, it is cool to see more guys kind of getting um, in ownership roles. So, you know, obviously we have Michael Jordan owning the Charlotte Hornets, D-Wade now owning part of this. Uh, LeBron recently uh, bought a stake in a WNBA team uh, a few weeks ago. We talked about that. And he obviously hopes to own some NBA team in the future as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, obviously, Kevin Garnett wanted to get some ownership over the Timberwolves. He couldn't. Uh, I don't remember exactly why that was. But, yeah. Uh more players getting involved in the league in ways that we haven't seen before, I think is good. I think it's good for the league, like, to, you know, show 
hey, these are our guys, and these will always be our guys. These are our legends, and they will continue to be our legends going forward. I think it's only good for the league to have players be more involved in other in areas other than just playing. All right, uh, and last piece of news here is uh, Hall of Fame presenters announced. Uh, again, we were talking about the Hall of Fame a little bit earlier. So many segues this episode. Uh, but yeah, Michael Jordan will be presenting Kobe Bryant's Hall of Fame induction. Uh, not much to say here. Obviously, very sad that Kobe won't be won't be there to obviously give a speech. Obviously, with the two other legends in Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. But yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan, very, very appropriate choice, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure his family uh, signed off on that. But yeah, a couple of the guys, like, it could have been, it could have been Shaq, it could have been, like, Magic or, like, Jerry West. But yeah, Jordan is very, 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 very fitting. Um, uh, David Robinson for Tim Duncan, also very fitting, you know, the that Admiral, the guy who was there at the start of Tim Duncan's career, they won a title together, you know, Spurs lifers. Tim Duncan was, you know, the second coming of David Robinson, but probably, actually, no, not probably, definitely better, um, which is really, really weird to say. One of the greatest of all time. This guy that came after you, way better than you. Uh, but yeah, again, made a lot of sense. Third one is uh, Isaiah Thomas for Kevin Garnett. I don't know why it would be Isaiah Thomas for Kevin Garnett. I, I legitimately don't know um, what kind of relationship they have, but cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's pretty much it for news this week. Let's get on to my top three stats of the week. So, uh, my first stat here is against the Nuggets, John Wall had only two assists, which is the fewest he's had in a game since 2013. He also had seven turnovers, which is the 26th most he's ever had in a game, resulting in his third worst, third worst assist-to-turnover ratio in his career. So, he's had two games... Uh, with fewer than two assists, and he had five turnovers in each of those. So he had one game, zero assists, five turnovers, one game, one assist, five turnovers, and now he's had this game with two assists, seven turnovers. Eh, yikes. <laughs> Not a great game by John Wall. Then again, I don't have very high expectations of anything the Rockets do this season. Hopefully he can get back to form. I mean, like, he's been fine. There's been nothing wrong with how he played. That's just, like, that's not even... Obviously, it's a bad game, but, like, a lot of guys could have that stat line, and no one would bat an eye. It's just because it is John Wall, you know, a notorious, notorious someone who's just very well known for his passing, especially earlier in his career, where he was averaging double-digit assists. I don't know if he ever led the league in assists. I'm going to check that real quick. I feel like he probably did, on at least one occasion. Uh, No, he never led the league in assists, but he had three seasons in a row where he had at least 10 assists per game. That's weird. Never let the league get assists. Chris Paul, huh? Maybe it was Ty Lawson. No, it would have been Ty Lawson. It would have been Chris Paul. Um, but yeah. Uh, not a great game from John Wall, but it's just, it, it happens. Uh, number two. Oh, oh, this one's annoying. <laughs> uh, Jokic is the fourth player of all time. Fourth player ever to put up 25 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists in 27 minutes or fewer. And I was going to have a guess again with Dylan about this stat. Um, I was going to have him guess the other three players. Uh, the other three players were Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carl D. Towns, and Dolph Shays. And I wanted to have a bit of a guessing game with Dolph Shays, but uh, exams, exams are more important than this. So, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. 
But yeah, very, very big stat line. Uh, he had, what do you have? He had 29, 16, and 7. Uh, but yeah, I went with 25, 15, and 5 because there was other players who have done that. No one else had put up 29, 16, and 7 uh, before. Then again, that's also such a cherry pick stat that I thought 25, 15, and 5 at least sounds nicer. Um, and final stat here, number one, uh, Sadiq Bay this season has the second highest three-point made average by a rookie in NBA history, tied with Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard behind only Donovan Mitchell. So he's averaging, why now not write this down, uh, 3.2 threes made per game, or is it 2.2? No, it's 2.3. Why did I write this down? Whatever. I think it's 2.3. Um, highest mark ever is Donovan Mitchell with 2.4, and then tied with him is Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard, both with also 2.3. But Anthony Davis, uh, sorry, Anthony Edwards is just behind them with 2.2. So Anthony Edwards could actually end up overtaking Sadiq Bay here if he goes on a bit of a tear uh, for the rest of the season. But yeah, speaking of Sadiq Bay, let's get to Baywatch. Uh, so Sadiq Bay had a pretty good week this week, actually. Uh, so first game here, 25 points, one rebound, two assists, four steals. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 25 points, one rebound, two assists, four steals, eight for 12 from the field, five for eight from three, four for four from the line, a plus five in a seven-point loss. <laughs> so not the reason they lost, I'll tell you that much. But yeah, yeah. Uh, very good game. 25 points, four steals. Don't see... don't see, I don't think we see a lot of steals from Sadiq. He's showing, he's showing his all-around game. He's showing his defensive chops a little bit. Because, you know, we know he's a great offensive player. But, you know, he's showing his defensive chops. And we really like that. All right. Next up, we have uh, 17 points, five rebounds, one steal, six for 11 from the field, four for seven from three, one for two from the line. A minus four, though, in a two-point loss to the Clippers. So he kind of is... The reason they lost a little bit, like he did, he didn't. You know, you, you could put a little bit of blame on him, but seventeen and five is pretty good. And also, I think the Pistons want to lose and get a very high draft pick. So good on you, Sadiq. Get yourself a new teammate. Um, and the final, it is third and final game of the week. Eighteen points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, eight for twenty from the field. 2 for 12 from 3, 0 for 0 from the line, but still a plus 14 in a 6-point win over the Thunder. He shot 2 for 12 from 3 and was a plus 14. That's my guy. That is Sadiq doing Sadiq things. Obviously, the 7 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, 1 steal, and 1 block, pretty good. You can't, you're not going to complain about that, especially with the plus 14 in a 6-point win. He is the reason they won that game, for sure. I didn't watch it, but I'm going to say that without any hesitancy. Um, Alright, let's get on to our League Pass games to watch. So, uh, my first game here is Hornets at Knicks on Wednesday the 21st. I just think this would be kind of a good game. I, I wanted to give the Knicks a bit of a shout out. I think the, Horn like, the Hornets and Knicks are pretty close in terms of the standings. Like the Hornets uh, are the 8th seed, the Knicks are the 6th seed, so they probably won't meet in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give the I wanted to give the Knicks a shout out for being over five hundred, like they're thirty and twenty seven now, which is pretty crazy. And I thought the Hornets could be a fun matchup for them. Again, like a team kind of in their in their range, you know, not not a great team, not a terrible team, just a solid team, much like the Knicks are. 
All right. Uh, my next game here is Sixers at Bucks on Friday the 23rd. Uh, top of the East. It's just top of the East. Uh, it's a big matchup. Obviously, we've had some... There's been injuries here and there, but I think both uh, rosters should be pretty much full. So, yeah, we're going to be seeing a bit of a fight between uh, the first seed and the third seed in the East. Obviously, the Nets are still in there. Uh, but, you know, in, in that time, the Nets could actually end up as the first seed, and it's a 2-3 matchup, which will be a potential second-round series. But if not, we could still be seeing a uh, conference finals preview here, so that's also pretty cool. All right, uh, my last game here is Nuggets at Warriors on Saturday the, 24- Saturday the 24th. Uh, Steph's been on an absolute tear. The Nuggets don't have anyone to defend him, so I'd imagine he's going to go off for quite a few points. Obviously, the Warriors kind of killed the Nuggets the last time they met. Not even that long ago. Sorry, Steph killed the Nuggets the last time they met. Not even that long ago. Um, wait, that's the game Jamal Murray got injured in, isn't it? Yeah, it is too, hey. <laughs> yeah, so that's the game that Jamal Murray got injured in. Not a revenge game, because obviously the Warriors did not injure him, nor did they want to. Uh, but yeah, Steph told them out, let's see if he can do it again. If not, I'd like to see maybe Jokic go out there and really just show show them what's up. But I, I'm i expecting a bad game from Michael Wood Jr. It'll be interesting to see Michael Wood Jr. against a defender like Draymond again. Like, now that Michael Wood Jr. is the Nuggets' second option, for sure, it'll be interesting seeing him against a guy like Draymond who is going to make it really, really tough on him. So I'm really excited for that game on Saturday the 24th. All right, let's get to our final thing here with ready to bury them. Uh, here lay the Kings. Um, I was going to bury the Cavs, but I think the Cavs are still in the race for the 10th seed in the East. So maybe next week, but the Cavs, they, they, they stay alive for this week. But the Kings, they're probably a bit too far back to really make much of a push for the playoffs now. They're five and a half games back of the Spurs in 10th. Um, even if they were to make the 10th seed, I would not take them over the Warriors, and I would definitely not take them over the Mavs or Grizzlies. I just wouldn't take them over anyone. I mean, obviously, De'Aaron Fox could have a big game um, at some point, but yeah, they're, I think they're just way too far back, and I don't think they're going to get any better this season. So, unfortunately, the Kings are the team we're bearing, and here they lay with the Magic Rockets, Thunder, Wolves, and Pistons. So not a lot of teams left to kind of bury Pretty much just like the 11th, 12th seeds. Actually, no, yeah. So we've got three teams left to bury in the East and one team left to bury in the West. Tune in next week to find out who we're burying because it could be the Cavs. could be the Raptors. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that pretty much does us for this week. Bit of a short episode here, obviously, just me uh, this week. Uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. Tell me how I did by myself. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. And you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to check the email live right now. Let's see if there's anything in there. I strongly doubt it. Uh, let me go here. Uh, there is help strengthen the security of your Google account. Let's go. Let's get that. Wait, I already have two-factor authentication. It wants me to verify my two-factor authentication. So, yeah, cool. Fill fill up the email a little bit so you can email us at statsurfers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening.